The Front Porch People is a fun and engaging podcast and radio network presenting shows with great conversation full of wit, wisdom, and wonder unlike this podcast. Their newest program, Design Everywhere, is a podcast by designers for designers. Each week, host Jonathan Morgan looks deeply into the lens of the past, present, and future of design through the stories of the people who are shaping design aesthetics globally. Find this and more from the Front Porch People on iTunes. Go to, or go to, thefrontporchpeople.com. Join the conversation. Dan. Uh, John. How's it going? Are we friends on Facebook, Dan? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is this seems like a loaded question. <laughs> I don't know. Are we friends on Facebook? I don't use Facebook that much. <laughs> I don't. That's the thing. I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. And I wonder, though. I mean, I wonder. And I have for a long time. I thought, well, I don't use Facebook, so it's probably okay that I still have a Facebook account. But the way this thing works is, it leverages just like if you have connections to other people. So this thing by Cambridge Analytics with that they um, right yeah, used, yeah. which is not a not a hack. But they basically just use the app, <laughs> the yeah, platform as it was designed. So I, and... I had looked at this a little. First of all, breaking news. I'm sure you will be delighted to hear this, John. We are friends on Facebook. Oh, I've, I've sent you an image as proof. <laughs> so, just so it's clear. Phew. Um, Could have been awkward. I know. That was, that was relieving. That was, I was, <laughs> it really took a weight off my shoulders. Uh, you know, so I went in after seeing this, and especially because I think, um, couple people were passing around that um, screenshot of the, like, apps other people use section, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. it's, like, all this info that can be gleaned on you if other people you know are using a Facebook right. platform app, right. which is kind of mind-boggling, um, because it's, like, you don't even really know about it, right? It's not, it's not voluntary action you took. Right. Uh, and so I went in, and I turned all that off. In fact, I think I disabled the entire app platform because I really that's don't I, use. That's Facebook. what I just did this morning. Yeah. yeah for anything. Um, like basically the only reason, and I'm, I can't quite buy the delete my account thing yet just because there are people who I won't like seldom interact with otherwise. So yeah. I'm basically minimizing my Facebook footprint, I think is my plan. Right. That's at least what I'm doing for now. And I, I may, I may delete it because I'm just never, I'm never on it. Yeah. I mean, um, I check it every once in a while because there are family people who use it who are not on any other like service. Yeah. And for yeah. a long time, my family and I had a, um, there was a website where you could make like a family website and it had like a little message board and photo gallery and that kind of thing. There are probably similar things exist these days, but we had one of those for a long time in sort of the, probably mid to early to mid 2000s when you know facebook was still on the way up and not everybody had joined it yeah and it was good for keeping up with people who are like far flung um i don't know that i could convince i don't think like slack or something i think there's probably too high a curve on that yeah exactly i think about the sign-in process for slack and i think there's no way my parents are going to be able to figure that out yeah, I mean, my mom isn't even on. She keeps she kept waffling about joining Facebook because the biggest thing was like there were pictures of you know kids in the family or whatever that she just can't see otherwise. Yeah, uh, and her sister, her older sister, is on Facebook for predominantly that reason is all the grandkids. Um, but yeah, for well, my mother, you know, is like eh, I don't want to give them all my information. I was like, no, oh, that's probably reasonable. <laughs> so yeah, I'm yeah. I out. mean, my nephew um, recently had a 
had a kid and instead, I mean, he's, he's just set up his own website to, to host the pictures, um, a private thing. So, you know, nobody else can see. <laughs> like, right. Right. He, exactly. I mean, he knows, he knows about all this stuff. He's very, he works in technology and he's just not gonna, he's not gonna start that way. Right. Right. And I have friends who know a lot about technology, but continue using Facebook as you and I do because they, <laughs> we, we, to a certain extent, we know what we've gotten into, and yeah. it's like, yes, I'm going to use this with the caveats, but I am going to police try to police my information as much as possible. Yeah. So, um, and of course, my wife uses it, but she, um, she uses it for business. And I, I was going to say, <laughs> does she use it to dig up dirt on people when she's yes. doing investigate? See, yeah, that's, <laughs> yes. that's good. But also, just like communicate with people, like when she's trying to. So, I mean, not to go into this too much, but she in a lot of cases uh, works with people who are incarcerated. And in a lot of instances, they will give her their Facebook login so that they, they can find, she can find um, people they're connected with, you know, to like try and find alibis and try and find, you know, like people who will say, or people who will just vouch for them in court and stuff like that. Um, Fascinating. So, yeah. So it's a, there's no way that she would ever be able to do her job without uh, using Facebook, which is a really, I think kind of an interesting, uh, development in the last that's, that's like an upside downside years. thing though right like yeah like handy for some people but if you're thinking about committing a crime maybe delete your facebook <laughs> right and many of them have really stupid pictures like <laughs> pictures of themselves that do they're doing things that will not look good in court <laughs> right well you know it's funny because i think about the fact when that became a um a mainstay of like so you know i used to watch some you know tv shows that were like police procedurals and mm-hmm. it went from being the like the the key data like at the end of the show where it's like you know they're trying to figure out who murdered this person or whatever and then they're like wait we looked at their social network you know their facebook account and we found this information and that led us to the killer and now yeah. it's been front loaded to the point where it's the first thing and you need to just like you need to uh, disclaim it at the beginning of each investigation. It was like, no, we checked her Facebook profile and she didn't have any friends, blah, blah, blah. Right? Like, it needs to be... Because otherwise, otherwise this episode would be over. Exactly, right? Like, it's the same way, like, when cell phones got big and you had to, like, explain why people didn't have cell phones in terrible <laughs> well, yeah, their situations. their battery was dead. Exactly. Oh, there's no signal. It's actually... You've yeah. got to now, like, disclaim the social network thing up at the top because everyone that's would be probably, like, why that's did you interesting. Inject? That that's probably the, the, the progression of excuses for cell phone not being useful because uh it probably did go from no signal which was a thing early on to right. oh battery dead <laughs> right right <laughs> yeah like, when we went from when we went from when we got to the point where we had like signal basically everywhere um we started using smartphones and yes the battery does frequently go dead during the, or, or, during the like, course of a day or to the point where like cameras were so good that it wasn't like we've got this blurry cell phone picture it's like we have, we've got this awesome portrait mode shot yeah. of, <laughs> of the victim you know, like, as the knife is being plunged check out the, into check the, out the bokeh on this yeah. <laughs> that's that's not what i'm looking at uh yeah so i don't know it's it's interesting how technology and popular culture involves evolves in that way because it really tells you like what things are in the you know the zeitgeist as it were so speaking of things in the zeitgeist that are technological i don't know we should at least touch on this um self-driving cars oh yeah had a bad week um (laughs) well yeah so in a very unfortunate incident somebody was killed by a self-driving car and Uber, um, Uber, yeah, self-driving Uber cars. owns self-driving. Yeah. Car. I don't know. Do they use their own tech for that? They don't like use like a like Google system or something, right? Like I know there are a bunch of different companies working on self-driving cars. 
I but, thought it was their own, but okay. I'm not positive, frankly. And the stuff I had read suggested there was a person in the car. Um, yeah. But yeah. the per- I, and obviously the investigation on this is ongoing. Um but the um the person who was hit was crossing not at a crosswalk in the middle of the street. Um and the car I I you know, yeah. I, I don't know I mean, obviously what happened, but clearly there was a problem detecting that that was a person and that the car should right. stop. Yeah. Which you would hope that That's kind of that's that kind of like job 1. Well, yeah, it is. I mean, you know, and a lot of people have been replying to tweets about this and saying, well, the person shouldn't have been jaywalking. And it's like, well, okay. Yes, but we we still don't have the and, death penalty for jaywalking. In and it's country. certainly, and it's also certainly possible, of course, that humans will hit people. I mean, that happens all the time. Uh, however, we would hope that the situation would be better. And I think there's like, just there's, there's fewer excuses with creating technology that does this right i mean like even to the point where so many cars nowadays have built-in safety features even you know non-autonomous cars have built-in safety features to detect potential collisions right so Mm -hmm. you know you've got to have an element of that uh built in when you're going to uh, build something that's even more advanced yeah so somebody was someone was passing around an interesting article about just about how uh you know jaywalking only became a thing because of the the car industry and their efforts to make sure that uh, they that they could have control of the right of way throughout streets. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of issues about that. So, speaking of speaking of jaywalking, someone has someone has jaywalked right into this podcast. They let anybody on the show now. Yeah. Apparently. Um. How are you, Lex? Oh man, I'm so good. I rushed to this office so i could get on this recording and do this podcast with you and um, uh-huh. i didn't have food i didn't use a lavatory like i am crushing it for you guys because i love you guys it's great it's great i'm top so of you're my cramping game. up yes <laughs> from from top to bottom yeah yes that's exactly right <laughs> so what's up with technology uh you know not much uh technology is having uh it's having a moment <laughs> yeah it's having a great week having a great week um there's there's another if we're ready to move on from the the car story um there's a did you see the the piece about a this iphone unlocking technology i did so, not great oh, 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 i did see unlocker. that thing it's the box um, so this is a yeah this is a company that sells a box that supposedly can unlock any iphone um presumably in, in, in i guess even using the current release of ios and you it has um it has like two plugs two lightning cables coming out of it and i believe it copies the makes a copy of it once it unlocks um and supposedly the passcode if it's a six digit passcode it can unlock it within well let's say like somewhere around three days it can take that it can take up to three so, days i mean basically that says to me all it's doing is using uh brute force right it's it's trying but i don't understand how because it, it seems but like it, it slows yeah, down right? it has to use right because it has to use some sort of um right there's got to be a an exploit to get around jailbreak exploit yeah right out yes but once it's done that it's just brute forcing it which means also if you have a more complicated pa- yeah. like if you have an alphanumeric passcode that time will go up exponentially 
I, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, but still, still I mean, eventually yes. it would get in. And it, so I, needless to say, I made my passcode very long <laughs> the other day. And that seems like a, at least the, the least you could do. I have been using a fairly long one since Touch ID came around. Look at these guys. <laughs> yeah. Look, look at my long passcode. To be sure. But <laughs> please. I look, think my, I, actually, I'm just thinking about this for one second because I'm trying to calculate in my, I think mine is 12 characters long. Wow. Well, that's at least one help when I start hacking it. So thank you for yeah. that. No, you sure. I believe happy to help. I believe mine is longer. <laughs> wow, longer than 12 characters? That's Oh yeah, it's 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 up there. Um but it's, you know, it's like a it's like a phrase and, and a bunch of numbers and characters and and uh emoji and You guys are guilty me. Now I think I'm going to change my code because I think mine is just 6. I think it's just a 6-digit passcode. You want to give us a new one while you're on the air here? Just read it out as you type it in. I'm going 123 <laughs> a fun thing is i have no idea nobody tell me i have no idea where to set it on the phone uh face id pass code. Let's try code? yeah <laughs> it's literally in the settings yeah, but there's so many like i searched for passcode and like eight things came up that was all i meant that was all oh okay all right require attention yes reset to change passcode i'm doing it this is this is good podcasting right this here. This is yeah. This is this is live on the air. So you guys go alphanumeric, huh? Lex changing his passcode. Lex, while you're doing this, yes, I think we should take a quick break and tell uh, our listeners about one of our sponsors this week. Uh, this is I think one of our sponsors a, that gave you free. I shit. think a new sponsor that gave it is some free stuff. Uh, this is our good friends at Away. Away offers high quality luggage that is designed to be resilient, resourceful, and essential to the way you travel. Available in a variety of colors and four sizes, including carry-on sizes that are compliant with all major U.S. airlines, the Away suitcase is lightweight and made with premium German polycarbonate that's unrivaled in strength and impact resistance. Not to mention it features a TSA-approved combination lock, four 360-degree spinner wheels, and a patent-pending compression system to help overpackers. Better yet, both sizes of the carry-on are able to charge anything that's powered by a USB cord. A single charge will power your iPhone five times. As Lex alluded I was the lucky recipient of an away carry-on, um, which arrived here last week, and I unpacked it under the watchful eye of my girlfriend, who is a uh, connoisseur of travel luggage, because she used to be a consultant and travel a ton. And she was very impressed with it, the design, the look. Um, we sort of took it, you know, opened it up and tried out all the different stuff. And I gotta say, it's it's pretty darn cool. I mean, even without the built-in battery, which is a a pretty spiffy addition just the way that the insides are laid out in terms of making it easy to like partition off parts of your clothes there's like a compressible section and then stuff for like harder you know like shoes and stuff like that bulkier items um i i really i'm impressed with the build on this and it's it's making me want to leave right now so i can take the suitcase somewhere <laughs> oh we all want you to leave i gotta say i didn't I didn't realize it had a battery in it. Otherwise, I would have fought you harder for. <laughs> oh yeah, that is one of the the defining characteristics Mark of the away features. You can use it to charge say. your device over and over again. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah, mm. so yeah. that's on me. The good news is you can try out away for a hundred days. You can vibe with it, travel with it, Instagram it, and if at any point you decide it's not for you, you can return it for a full refund. Shipping is free within the lower forty-eight states, and thanks to Away's lifetime warranty, if anything breaks, they will fix it. You have absolutely nothing to lose. So, for $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash rebound and use promo code rebound during checkout. That's awaytravel.com slash rebound and promo code rebound for $20 off your away suitcase. Thanks so much to Away for sponsoring the show and sending me a suitcase. <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> 
Lex, have you finished setting your passcode? <laughs> I did. Um, I didn't think to count the characters. It is also 12, like Dan's. So if you want to hack mine, it could be the same as Dan's. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing, knowing that we're simpatico, uh, I would guess it's probably probably the same thing. Mine is uh, Luke, one, am your <laughs> dad. <laughs> Pound sign. <laughs> that's actually kind of a nice <laughs> hold on i gotta go change my password that's, that's that's free to any users who need a new password uh, that sounds <laughs> like the kind of code an idiot would put on his luggage mm, i've known that movie <laughs> yeah so anyway um i i guess these apple doesn't necessarily know what the uh, what exploit they're using to do this it seems to be some the uh, the mac rumor story i'm seeing suggests it's some sort of jailbreak essentially but it they also suggest right. it could damage iphones in some way i don't know what that means whether it means like corrupting it as it like pulls it off or or what but i mean yeah the interesting thing well, I think, is i think i think law enforcement doesn't really give a crap oh sure yeah the interesting thing though as they point out is like i mean this is a physical box one would assume there's some sort of firmware or whatever in it but if Apple patches this hole, do all those boxes become useless, or can they update them with new exploits as they find them? Because that seems like a tenuous business model, I guess. <laughs> or a yeah, great right, business right. model where you just sell a bunch of them right up front, and then and just kind of you raise your hands when they're like, sorry, you know, Apple fixed it. Right. Maybe we should get in I on that. I would think that, you know, I mean, and these cost tens of thousands of dollars, yeah. which is understandable. I'm sure they did a lot of work, but not that I like these people. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not There's, trying to loud there, what they're doing there aren't many technology companies not worth hating this week <laughs> that's true yeah that's yeah that's fair i think we've been over we've been over facebook we've been over uber why do we hate apple why do we hate apple this week <laughs> hang on hang on where'd you land on uber this week why are we hating them because they murdered somebody <laughs> I mean, there's that. <laughs> Did, have you have you read the follow-ups? Because I, I mean, I'm as you know, I'm obsessed with, or maybe as you should know, could know, I'm obsessed with self-driving car technology. I hate any story involving any kind of accident with self-driving car because I know that it makes people more scared. Everything I have read suggests that Uber and the self-driving technology was not to blame in this case. I'm just just putting that out there. Mm, that is mm. that's a slightly different conclusion than the one that we came to. That's for sure. Which is the opposite. <laughs> it literally, like, there is actual video of the incident, and the woman does not look. The woman darts out in the shadows. There's a crosswalk that she's not at. There's a human driver in the car who does not brake. The human driver says he first became aware of that pedestrian from the sound of her hitting his car. Well, is the car not supposed to brake? If if a human couldn't brake, I don't believe that the car should be able to brake either. Like, sure, if we could get the technology to be even more. Isn't advanced. that the whole point? I disagree. Isn't the whole <laughs> argument that autonomous cars should be safer and should be able to pick it up on things is. and have faster? They are still much safer. That's but this one. That, there that, are, that's there's there a are, debate about that because there aren't nearly as many of them as there are cars with people behind sure, them. Sure, so we fair, don't but have I still the think data that per that. capita. I still think that if you do it on a proportional basis, they're still going to prove out to be safer. But I don't think that they can be magic, right? Like a computer can make you type faster, but it can't write your book for you, Dan. It's not going to write your next novel for you. It can make you faster than a typewriter would. But I don't think that means the computer has failed you. I'm not suggesting this situation is one that is ultimately perfectly avoidable. Uh, and like you said, maybe it was a perfect storm of sort of the variety of features in here. That said... It's still a tough sell, and I think I think, yeah, you're right. They're like it's not that we've eliminated car crashes with people either, but 
the addition of all these safety systems, I mean, that's kind of the goal. Um, and, you know, so far, uh, autonomous cars have proved to be good, but I, I, I think I'm, it makes me wary. It makes me wary. It, and I, I don't want to give them also, a free pass, in the, in the, but I don't want to, like, condemn them either. I don't, I don't think a human would be completely blameless in this situation either, so I don't think the automated car should that's be completely absolutely blameless true. in this situation. Yeah. Exactly. And so that's, I mean, the, I mean, I don't know. I think that if, actually, I'll disagree. I think if there were a human behind the wheel only, which there was a human behind the wheel, if there were only a human behind the wheel and there was no self-driving technology and this accident happened, I think the police would say the driver was not at fault. I don't think they'd have involuntary manslaughter. I don't think they have any kind of vehicular homicide of any sort because I think the pedestrian would be the one faulted. That's, I'm just putting that out there. Just putting it out there. I don't like Uber. I'm a lift man myself, but I'm just saying I don't actually think the self-driving technology gets uh, gets to shoulder the blame here. Hmm. Gonna have to disagree. But um, do you know what they have developed their own technology? Is that right? You remember they stole it from Google, and then there was a lawsuit, and then they settled. So they developed no, some I of their own technology and stole some of it. <laughs> okay, so they did not. The stolen technology did not solve this. Did not solve this problem. Yeah, and in fact, I think everything Uber did in in response was right, right? Like they immediately pulled all their self-driving cars, which I think is absolutely an overreaction, but the right thing to do from a, a I don't know, publicity standpoint. Uh, but self-driving cars will make the world safer. 500 people die in the U.S. in car crashes every day, right? Okay, but how many people are driving cars as opposed to... Yeah, I, I, no, no, many, sure. I'm how not, many, how I, many I get self-driving cars are, are different out there right now? I, I but still there's no doubt that technology is going to improve us. On I still uh, like, wait, wait, I agree that technology will improve on the current state of affairs, but I'm still extremely wary of completely autonomous I, cars. I, yeah. I mean, there are a lot of additional like smart safety features that have been added to standard automobiles in the last decade, and I, I would guess that those have probably made a big difference in terms of. Uh, car crashes. Yeah, but the weakest link in cars is the people driving them. Like airplanes crash way less than they used to because the technology advanced. Not that this technology specifically is safer, but because there's very little for the pilots to do. And I think pilots would agree. I'm just I saying. Think those are, I, think those are very, I think those are vastly different Vo- situations. Volume but... is very different there. Not to say there aren't a yeah. lot of flights every day, but there's also there's way fewer things to hit in the air. Exactly. I, I mean, I can, let's put it this way. If, I am shocked. If, if, I am shocked by this conversation. <laughs> I'm just saying Siri still has trouble understanding what I'm saying some days. So, you know, I'm going to be hesitant about turning over my automobile to a machine learning algorithm. My friend and I have this argument frequently. My friend is an emergency room doctor and he believes as Lex does that he see. And to be fair, he sees so many people come in as a result of car crashes. And he says, you know, I think computers will fix all of this. I think that self-driving technology will make everything safer. And I say, as as on the flip side, someone who is knows a lot about technology, like my belief of in the computers is yeah. much much lower than his is, uh, yeah. because I I do agree with you that people uh, are probably the the prime cause of these accidents, uh, but at the same time, computers are dumb in a lot of ways. <laughs> And and these are really hard problems. And you know maybe maybe I am incorrect, and maybe all of this, uh, you know, all the the technology and time that's gone into engineering these things really just will help us go to the same place that we've gone with air travel. But I'm very skeptical. I, and I wow. just I don't. I, I mean, really I don't have surprised. an. Ex- I don't have an explicit trust of. <laughs> well, anybody really, <laughs> but. Um, 
you know, I put I mean, my car I, into, I, into self-driving mode as often as I can, especially if it's highway driving, especially if it's nighttime, because I think that my car is more attentive and a better, safer driver than I am. Um, and I am and just, just waiting need to sleep. for the... <laughs> right. I'm waiting for the day when it can do everything. Because right now, like, it's by design, it does not stop at red lights. Uh, you know, you have to, it wants you to be paying attention, wants you to be driving, you have to have your hand on the wheel, etc. But the day that the, it tells me it can do all the navigation for me, oh, I, man. Will I will absolutely turn it on. I will, I will be so hesitant. <laughs> and maybe that's yeah, just because I I, I've spent a long time as a driver. I enjoy driving and I feel very confident in my abilities as a driver. Uh, that part of that is like feeling like I don't trust a computer more than I trust myself. Maybe, and maybe that is totally, you know, a, a weird, you know, bias that I have about it. Uh, you know, Dunning-Kruger effect or whatever, right? Like, uh, I think I'm way more competent at it than I am. But that said, I mean, certainly I have a driving record that would attest to it. So uh, maybe I am right to trust myself. I don't know. Yeah. I, How um... many ve- vehicular homicides do you have, Dan? <laughs> Very few. Under under the legal <laughs> limit. Let's put it that <laughs> way. I thought you were going to say zero. <laughs> I will. I will freely acknowledge that I'm super shocked by you guys on this. Like, uh, I, when we are still doing the rebound, and I'm still late for it, uh, ten fifteen years from now, and it's all self driving cars on the road, and the law is like that: no non self driving cars are allowed by X years from then. You guys will eat your words. I'm going to replay this tape. So hi, future us. It will be sad because we will have both been in autonomous car crashes at that point. <laughs> I'm fine with it. It'll that. just be you. Just it's be a risk you, I'm willing to take. <laughs> we will all have run over the other one. I'm not sure how that's going to work out, but one way. One way or the other. Let's take a break. Let's do one more quick ad read. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Let us take a break. Listen, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. If you're an entrepreneur, a small business owner, or even if you have a side gig, a side hustle, a side proj, Short for project. Let me introduce you to Grasshopper. Not an actual Grasshopper. That'd be weird. They don't talk, and you've already seen them. But Grasshopper with a capital G, the entrepreneur's phone system. Grasshopper lets you run your business from your cell phone while keeping your business and personal lives separate. Choose from their huge inventory of local, toll-free, toll-free. They're also toll-free. There are no toes in the numbers. But choose from their huge inventory of local, toll-free, or vanity toll-free numbers. Simply forward your new number to your mobile phone and start taking calls immediately. Whether you're in your office, in the car, out running errands, Grasshopper's iPhone and Android apps help you stay connected to your customers. Not to mention, you can send and receive calls and texts from your business phone numbers, set up multiple extensions for every single person on your team, get your voicemails transcribed and emailed to you, work from anywhere with call forwarding, make and receive calls from your computer via the desktop app, and even utilize Wi-Fi calling. Better yet, Grasshopper offers an easy and instant way to set up 24-7 customer support and no long-term contracts. So it's quick to get set up. You get endless customer support and there are no long-term contracts grasshopper sign up today go to grasshopper.com slash rebound to get twenty dollars off your first month one more time that's grasshopper.com slash rebound twenty dollars off your first month our thanks to grasshopper for supporting the rebound let me uh ask you guys about um the the uh, story that went around apple wise this week i don't think we found a reason to hate on apple yet this week um which is probably good but the story that was going around this week was about their Bloomberg uh, Mark Gurman report about them building their own micro LED displays. I don't. Do you pronounce it micro LED? Is it micro LED? That sounds terrible. I'm going to go with micro LED. No, I think you should. Yeah, micro LED. Micro LED. No, micro LED. <laughs> so the the story on this says that they're currently prototyping stuff, uh, essentially Apple Watch sized displays, and these are essentially next generation display technology past. OLED displays um, that use some of the same technology there, but use, I think, much smaller pixels, essentially. Um, 
but that they might, you know, we might see something from this in a couple of years on the Apple Watch and then maybe a few years after that on the iPhone. But of course, what's interesting about this is the strategic positioning that they've, you know, basically decided we want to stop buying displays from from all these companies uh, and we're going to, you know, make them ourselves instead. Uh, my my curiosity about this is whether or not they have like the investment into building all of these things, not just like prototyping them, but building enough to especially supply the iPhone seems like like a really huge investment. And obviously they've got the money for it. But I, I kind of wonder about where this does this end for Apple or do they just keep like expanding to the point where they're now building every single like they're going to those cobalt mines and they're going all the way through and building every single piece of technology that's inside the phone you have to assume that's their goal right they would love to ha- own as much of well, that this as designing do. right i mean they're not specifically building them i think they are in the case of the screens though right that's the whole point well, they've I, already been displaying, I, I, designing the display technology but now they're actually like growing the the leds essentially themselves i think that's the whole that's the whole difference here because they've they've been designing they grow on trees they are they're organic that's the whole point of the they have to grow them it's weird super weird (laughs) this doesn't sound right are you are you you, you kidding i I am i am actually not (laughs) kidding um that is that is at least a a terminology that is used with these things i'm not sure exactly how that works but there is a a growing displays aspect to it which is a little weird because they're they're but they're crystals right right? yeah i think it must be the so it's not it's not it's not a plant although they call them organic i don't know what makes them organic they just have carbon Mm. in them i guess (laughs) (laughs) they're carbon based sure um i do know what we can hate apple for this week wait 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 wait, wait, we're not done yet don't move on okay (laughs) okay 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 Tell me. Well, that's interesting because I I would have thought that they would just continue the pattern that they have, which is just designing the stuff and and having somebody else actually do the manufacturing. Because I seems to me like it doesn't behoove them to be in that particular part of the business. But well, I mean, I know that they want to control I mean, specifically so most everything that they can. But so I I don't know. This is the they, question, right? Like, so Gruber Gruber specifically called out this part of the 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 story when he linked to it. And saying that they're not off the shelf. Apple does not use off the shelf display components, though the iPhone 10 OLED display is manufactured by Samsung. It's Apple designed, uh, and yeah. so the question is, what? So he likens this to like essentially the same thing they've done with the A level processors, right? Going from using right. ARM components to their own design chip, and I, to my knowledge, they don't fab those, right? But they do essentially do all the design and prototyping and all of that stuff. So is this more analogous? Like, I don't, I, then the question is, what is, what is the difference here? What is the difference between what they're doing now and what they will be doing with this? To me, it seems like they're pushing it forward to a different, like level of fabrication in the sense that they've, you know, OLED displays, OLED technology was out there widespread has been in use for years. Obviously they're designing their own, version of that display to be used but like by going into micro led it seems like they're may- maybe they're pushing sort of the state of the art more yeah rather than just relying on what other people have done as much so i don't know but it certainly seems like they're going deeper into that and i think lex is right that they do ultimately want to control as much of that as possible um and what's interesting to me about that is that the major sort of component that's left 
I mean, there are a few here and there that they've talked about. Like, they've started bringing more stuff like graphics chips, and they're talking about doing communications chips themselves, like cellular and Wi-Fi chips. That's the whole fight with Qualcomm goes on. Um, but the uh, flash memory is also is the probably going to be eventually sort of their bottleneck because they use so much of that stuff, and I think Samsung is still the major producer of it. So they're, you know kind of stuck into having to buy stuff from them and 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 huge quantities of it as well right because of the the enormous number of devices they're producing that use flash memory basically everything from the watch up to you know an iMac with an ssd in it so yeah gonna need a lot of aluminum too (laughs) that's why i'm cornering the (laughs) market just to make those watch bands (laughs) okay we're gonna move on to why we're angry and i think i know what you're gonna say lex why are you angry well, no. What do you think I'm going to say? Because I'm sure you don't have the same answer as me. Why? Why are you said, angry? Because you said because you talked about well, you see, you said that it was what we talked about last week. So I'm assuming it's the NRA TV thing. Oh no, it's not that. But yes, that's a good reason. The, okay. that's a good reason to also okay. still be mad at Apple. Because I know people are people are still mad about that, and I think <sighs> but we came down take. we came down on the fence of that a little bit on the fence of that last week. But yes, exactly. Um, no, we should be mad at Apple every week. We didn't specifically talk about it last week. I just mean that every week in life, we can be mad at Apple about the fact that they still give you five gigabytes of <laughs> iCloud storage oh, for, yeah, free, yeah. for all of your Apple <laughs> we are, devices. I think we're always, yeah, we're always mad about that. That's our seat. Like the Hulk. Like the Hulk, we are always angry. I'm paying them a dollar a month now, or 99 cents a month for the uh, 50 gigs. And that, like, that is reasonable for all my devices, but it's bullshit. That's <laughs> dumb. Yeah. And I, they should I'm feel like, bad. And it is dumb. I am paying the $3 for a 200 gig storage plan, which is also not unreasonable, but is feels stupid. <laughs> what do I have here? Because that works out. To, so I guess what? I'm paying like $36 a year or so for 200 gigabyte storage. I think I would probably, I don't think I'm using all of it but i'm using a lot of it right because all of my photos are up there more <laughs> manage right <laughs> <laughs> like this where ah, read, the part where we where just we go through our settings, settings. To, to our to our listeners what will i look at in my settings later you guys have both had your turns family plan i'm on the family plan because i have a family so three bucks a month yeah 200 gigabytes yeah 200 gigabytes is pretty good, but it does, I mean... Uh, yeah, we have not come close to bumping up against The thing is, that. there is a um, scale, right? Like, there is a curve on this, and it's like, yeah, ten, 10 years ago, 5 gigabytes was plenty, and the problem is our needs have ex- have gotten higher, but Apple has not commensurately moved that. And it does look yeah. slightly comical when you're selling, you know, what's the smallest size of iPhone they sell these days? Is it 32? It's the SE. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's sort of funny, yeah. but also, yes, that's just accurate. <laughs> that's a good question. I don't know the answer to that question. That sound, that's 32 there's, sounds there's a right. 32 gigabyte um, SE, yes. Um, yeah, okay. yeah. And yeah, was, most of them are yeah. probably more like in the 64 gig. Uh, yeah, because like the, let's see, the 8 and the 8 plus, probably all the way back to the 7. I think the smallest size is, well, the 7 comes in a 32. So it's it's the 32 or 128 in one of those still kind of ridiculous <laughs> options there. But yeah, I mean if you're getting, if you're selling somewhere between a 32 gig and a 256 gig device, five gigs of storage I feel like isn't going to cut it. Yeah, I just I, at this point I don't understand it. Yeah, Apple well, knows that it's a complaint. Apple knows they we could didn't do, understand it like two years yeah. ago. Apple knows that they could like make a lot of people lives easier. And there is like there's an ongoing thing where people are losing shit right people are losing photos or they just constantly get error messages from their phones like i you know um 
Apple wants you to update to the latest iOS. And one of the things they do to remind you is they put that little red badge oh, on yeah. the settings icon um, so that you'll notice it and say, oh, I should update to the latest version of iOS. But now that red badge also appears because you're running out of iCloud storage space or because your device is backing up. Mm-hmm. And I see that on so many you know, non-super techie friends' phones because they're like, whatever. It's they're always just ignoring it I'm not going to pay. Right. It's just, it's just dumb. Tim, yeah. I know you're listening. <laughs> Hi. How's your new <laughs> office at the uh, Apple Park? What? How are you doing? One of the uh, things I found, so Karen's iPhone 7 croaked the other day, and I happen to have like another iPhone 7 lying around. Uh, <laughs> Look at this we guy. Still have, we still have Hank's old one. Yeah, I know. Um, and so I, I transferred her stuff to that, and I, <laughs> I was thinking, boy, this is going to take an awful long time because I'm used to my experience. But she doesn't she doesn't have that many apps or anything Mm. and she didn't have a whole bunch of music on it or most and so it was like it's just like wow that was (laughs) that was remarkably quick and i was thinking boy that's actually that's actually kind of nice to not have like a whole bunch i mean my my phone is just junked up with a whole bunch of apps that i've installed to try and then i've never gone back and deleted and many of which i can't even remember what they are sure i i just don't i've been trying to go back and delete as many of them as i can i don't find the apps are predominantly what eats up the space for me as much i mean with the exception of it's games, a mix with the exception of games yeah. which do take up a crap ton of space but looking at my icloud yeah. storage like you know the vast majority of it is photos followed by backups followed by mail like everything else is kind of incremental past that and i mean certainly with the backup stuff apple's done a really good job of not by not backing up your apps by only backing up the data like you can you can immensely slim down the amount of data you're storing right the the things that take up a huge amount of of space are photos and video media photos videos and music um yeah and i'm not even sure i don't think because i still have itunes match like none of the music in my cloud counts against any of that i believe because that's all either matched Mm -hmm. or stored there's a separate if you're not right there's a separate amount specifically your phone right there's a separate amount and i don't tend to download music to my phone that much unless i like know i'm going on a plane or something yeah yeah i i started doing that because every once in a while we go visit my brother in vermont and we don't get a good signal Mm -hmm. at the place that we stay Mm -hmm. so uh you know i one time i was there and i'm like oh i think i'll listen to music and i got on my phone and like oh gosh all my music is in the cloud (laughs) guess i'm listening to the radio yeah (laughs) or nothing yeah, listen to Ugh, listen, the worst. Listen to listen, <laughs> listen to my family talk. It's my family. Listen Gross. to the great outdoors in Vermont. <laughs> You're right. Get out to nature. Stupid, they said. Stupid crickets. If nothing else, I like even if they didn't for some reason that I can't fathom want to back up everybody's phones completely. Like, give an absurd amount of photo storage. Uh, you know, call it unlimited with some cap for the truly obnoxious people who would take advantage. Like, yeah. That's what people care about. They don't want to lose their photos. Yeah, I've said this before, and I'll say it again, is I think the amount of goodwill they would get from just being like, hey, your photos are all backed up and safe. Don't worry about it. Right. Right? Like, I think the amount of goodwill from customers and customer satisfaction would be so much higher. Because that's the first thing I hear from people whose phones, like, uh, you know, fall in the water or whatever. Um, They want to make sure they get their pictures. And I, because I don't back up to the cloud, I'm pretty good about taking pictures off of my phone frequently God, enough I, ne- so I never I back them up that. to my, my mac yeah well that's because i don't i don't back up to the cloud and i know that if something happens to my phone i'm gonna lose why, a whole bunch why of stuff do you not that back i don't want to lose cloud? 
because I have to pay for it. <laughs> I, if I started backing up to the cloud, I mean, my my iPhoto library is like, I mean, it's around 50 gigs. And if the whole family started doing that same thing, we would I would have to up go up to the next tier. And I just don't feel like paying for it. Okay. So... I guess that's fair. I mean, I I think the it's one of those tricky things where it's like I get the argument where people are like, look, you know, if you pay the ninety nine cents or the three dollars, it's you know twelve or thirty six bucks a month or whatever. And I know yeah. it does seem like a lot of money, but at the same time, it's like you just bought a seven hundred dollars phone. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I didn't buy a seven hundred dollars phone. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure, but you still bought a. I bought a four hundred and fifty dollars phone. You still paid hundreds of dollars for a at phone the time. that you know the the incremental cost is much less. That said, I understand. I get I get the idea of not yeah. wanting to like shell out extra money where you don't have to. But for me, the 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 peace of mind about not having to do that is worth is worth the money I pay for it. I would like to see them offer more, but I, I you know. I also get that I gave up. I gave up peace of mind for Lent. <laughs> you can't give up something you never had, John. <laughs> <laughs> oh right! <laughs> Don't tell God. I can't believe you guys don't like self-driving cars. I can't believe oh, you are so blind as to trust I, them. Uh, yeah, I think it's just a matter of trust. It's not that I don't. I, I hope that they work, and I hope that they work great. But I just don't. You know, I'm not ready to put myself in their hands yet. I think is my feeling. Yeah, right. Like again, I see so much technology on a daily basis that just cannot fucking deal with things that should be simple. And not to mention, yeah. and I didn't want to. Like I didn't want to go full conspiracy. I, mean, I felt like if I started talking about like in regards to the facebook stuff like somebody taking advantage of self-driving cars like someone figuring out a hack i felt like i would go that would be like conspiracy theory yeah, but area. Like, let's 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 but dial it still. dial it way back lex i mean remember the time you know you know what else relies on machine learning fucking autocorrect they can't even get your fucking words <laughs> right you want to put your car in the hands of the people who created autocorrect yes oh <laughs> not literally the same people no but, yes. but i mean the, uh, yeah, that's my, that's where my distrust comes from. Is like seemingly simple. I will simple go into systems. any self driving car and I will close my eyes and I will not even bother buckling. <laughs> that's how good I feel about it. Oh, it's been nice knowing you. 